evening. This is Andrew Schechter, host of Politically Incorrect Podcast on EA Truth Radio, brought to you by Eternal Affairs Media every Thursday night. Tonight we have a very special guest we'll introduce in just one moment. We'll stop for a moment for a brief prayer of our great podcast and our wonderful guests. Our heads in Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we pray, we pray that all of our guests, and especially the one we have tonight, we pray that we have have your glory and glorious hands placed upon them and, and grant them the success in passing along your word and the word of God and passing along all the helpful needs that people need in this crazy world we have. Heavenly Father, we pray that you push us forward in a positive manner, bring the light of your eternal uh, Savior and grace to the to the world and 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 make and make people who are not believers see believe in you and, and see that what you have to offer may we all end up in your glorious hands when we pass on in this great world that you're there that we can sit by your side we pray these things in your glorious name amen amen all right our great guest tonight we have h michael sweeney now this man has done so much that I don't even know where to begin, but a few things. He was a, formerly a security consultant. Uh, he has a thing called a free will society, which is out to help people that are, are victims of stalking and whistleblowers and that sort of thing. A um, lot of, con- of uh, conspiracy theories. Everybody who watches my or listens to my podcast or watches my my videos knows that I I I am been very heavily involved in that myself. So we're gonna have a we're gonna have a real blast tonight, and hopefully have a uh, uh, him back again in, in the future. Uh, with that with that uh, said, Henry, can you go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, and give a few of your books before before you pursue it, and then and then and then your main your main goals, and then we'll go get on that topic topic of that conspiracy and the things you call gang stalking and government surveillance and stuff like that. I think that's really pretty cool. I'm glad to meet you uh, tonight on this podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Andrew. Uh, yeah, well, I am very clumsy at talking about myself. Basically, uh, you gave everybody the baseline, uh, starting as a privacy and security consultant. I specialized in stalking victims, helping some 12,000 uh, over several decades. And uh, it's, it's, it's a nasty thing. Uh, you know, people can be stalked and not get help in the legal system. Uh, lawyers uh, can't help them, the police can't help them, or sometimes it's a matter of they just won't help them. Uh, and so they can end up being long-term victims, and uh, that's kind of what the society uh, is uh, aimed at helping. Uh, when I retired and had to stop doing uh, the actual consulting uh in part because it was an emotional dream, um, I decided uh, to try something new, which uh, is getting uh, stalking victims to all live together in an intentional community. And we've done some experiments there, and that seems to be the only system that really keeps the stalking victims out. So the idea about the intentional community is that we get uh, victims together and it's in a deeply rural area where we own the property and the stalkers simply can't get in. And it's a l- enough land that is well protected against other forms of targeting, such as electronic. And it is the only proven way that worked. Had uh, some good success there, some uh, 11 man years of targeting free lifestyle for about six people that have participated various lengths of times individually. And currently, uh, we're kind of experimenting in a uh, city environment with a smaller group, and we're having some success there as well. 
the Free Will Society has its own website uh, with a phone number where you can reach me in person. That's freewillsociety.wordpress.com. And I'd appreciate anybody who is a stalking victim to at least take a look. And I do have a free helps kit. It's very exhaustive that can help reduce stalking troubles and uh, make a person better defended against it. Uh, as far as my books are concerned, um, that's kind of how I got started in all of that. Uh, I had myself been a stalking victim and was very victorious, and I had some very heavy hitter players that I was up against. And so I learned a lot about it and uh, began investigating uh, more about, uh, well, let's call it uh, bump in the night type spy games. Uh, so that I was a little better informed about some of the more exotic things that I was experiencing. And so I began to write a book which was intended originally just to be a story about what I went through and how I overcame it. But in the end, it turned out to be a how-to book on how to defend yourself, how to identify who was stalking you, what to do about it, that sort of a thing. And I I lucked out. I got a four-hour interview on Coast to Coast. And uh, my book jumped from 24,000th place on Amazon, which is about normal out of 50,000 titles for a, a specialty book, uh, all the way to 24th within a few hours. In fact, it sold out all 4,000 copies. And then uh, because I had listed in the book, uh, this is this is my belief that this is the reason why, but because my book listed 400 CIA fronts. Uh, my publisher was bought by a CIA front, <laughs> and I was book vanished. So I only offer my books by ebook now. But also because of that show, I uh, had uh, a whole lot of people contact me who were stalking victims, and they wanted to talk about what I call political control technology, but the old term was mind control. And so it seemed, rather than getting calls at all from regular stalking victims or people being investigated, that sort of a thing, I only seemed to be getting calls from mind control victims. So I realized I needed to write a sequel, which meant I had to do a lot of research. And when I talked about that, uh, in radio interviews, that actually got me targeted with some of that same technology. So I got to have a little firsthand experience in how to fight back. So yeah. that book actually. I'm going to stop uh, you right there for one second. Can you, the, the, you said my, uh, mind control, that, that's a form of stalking, I assume, as well. There's these different forms oh, of stalking. Uh, and, absolutely. In fact, uh, uh, some st Victims are stalked by organized groups, call that organized stalking. And when that's the case, it's almost always a political control technology situation. It's highly organized, highly sophisticated, and it will often include electronic targeting. Uh, it can include exotic things like bio implants. I mean, it is possible to actually implant a person without their knowledge. Uh, when they wake up, uh, they, you know, they gas them in the night and implant it. And when they wake up, they think they have an insect sting. And they don't pay any attention to it. It takes a couple of days to heal. 
that's not common, thankfully, although uh, many victims fear that it is. And there's no good way to test for it. I mean, it can be done. And there's definitely no good way to get rid of it. It seems the medical industry will not cooperate. But uh, that is, like I say, a kind of an exotic world. I wrote the second book. It's called MC Realities to deal with that. And then I wrote a, a book series called Fatal Rebirth because I, I guess as a writer, I just couldn't resist jumping in with both feet whenever there was a new thing like a Flight 800 shoot down, which, uh, of course, they claim was uh, a frayed wire that caused it, even though witnesses reported seeing a missile and so forth. So I would jump in with both feet and I would experience uh, the same thing that everybody else does. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about when I say that there's a diff disinformation campaign launched against you. But in any event, uh, I sort of had to, in self-defense, become an expert in disinformation tactics uh, because the United States Navy was heavily involved in doing just that. We were actually able to track them down to specific terminals, uh, computer terminals. But uh, that involvement in conspiracies led to looking at all of the conspiracies that have been thrown out since 1947, when the National Security Act formed the Department of Defense and CIA and the National, National uh, Security Council. And that seems to be when all of the really major bumps in our night of history took place, you know, things like uh, Watergate and so forth, the JFK assassination, and on and on. And so I just wondered, well, gee, what if all of these things were not random things by random people for random reasons and actually part of some sort of a greater conspiracy? What would that look like? And why would they, why would they do them in just this particular order? This resulted in something I call the universal conspiracy theory. Uh, with apologies to Einstein, which says that basically if you know that these things are logical stepwise steps, then you should be able to foresee some sort of a goal. And if knowing that, you should be able to predict the next step. And I was able to predict quite a few next steps. And the biggest one we know of today is uh, September 11 attacks. It, in the book that resulted, actually, to be more truthfully correct, the book was published post 9-11, but the script, the screenplay that I felt I could write far more quickly to try to get it out into the public in hopes of stopping the attack that I foresaw uh, was called the Electronic Apocalypse, I put it online in the fall of 1999, predicting the downing of the World Trade Center by a false flag jetliner terror attack, resulting in a series of Middle East wars and several other things. Uh, I actually also forecast that there would be an assassination attempt against H. Ross Perot to keep him out of the uh, election. And it is absolutely true, according to my Secret Service contacts, 
that uh, mailed anthrax was used to cause him to back out of the primary the very night that he won the Colorado primary, which would have put him on the ballot. Uh, subsequently, I've written another book, um, which does much the same thing, but it looks on a global scale. Now, that one's called uh, Who Kills, Who's Killing the Bilderbergers? Both of these books are really written in a fictional construct, like your very own book, uh, Andrew, and uh, have footnotes and an appendix section so the reader can decide for themselves how much of it's true or not. I have over 1,500 footnotes in Fatal Rebirth because it's in four volumes. Nobody buys all four. <laughs> they like volume one. Uh, they fall asleep by volume two, I'm afraid, but the good stuff is actually in volume four. Uh, so that's my books, and yeah, now you bring up a lot of a lot of good points. And how how can folks get? You say one of them is only an ebook. How can folks get your get, get your get copies of your different books? And where can they see well, them? Well, thank you for asking because uh, they're not available in print. I only sell them as ebooks uh, by direct mail. So, and I I don't charge anything for them particularly. Uh, I simply ask that you contribute to the Free Will Society. So I used to sell the books for $32 when they were in hardcover, and uh, I've asked actually too much for them when uh, in uh, ebook form because uh, they were niche market. So I charged $12 a copy. So if somebody wants uh, any of my books, they simply uh, use PayPal to my email address, tell me what title they want, and they they get to decide how much they want to pay. But the, all the money goes to the Free Will Society. Uh, I live on Social Security, and I'm very comfortable with that. Uh, most people would starve to death, but I'm doing actually pretty good. And uh, don't care about uh, any extra income for myself. So all that money uh, goes to the society. And that email address is sort of a concatenation of my first book. It's pro for professional and paranoid, uh, which of course is what people call you when you say you're a stalking victim. So professional paranoid was the title of the book. The email address is pro paranoid group, a group of people who are stalked at gmail.com. And where are your, do you have like on your website anywhere that the, that the book titles are listed that they can ask for? I guess that's the key point. If they're going to email you, they need to know what there is. A, there is a site, uh, my original conspiracy site, which is still up and, and covers a broad range of topics, which is proparanoid at, uh, pardon me, proparanoid.wordpress.com. Uh, there is a uh, list of menu items across the top, and one of them is my books. And uh, it gives uh, synopsis, and in some cases, you have access to table of contents and things of that sort. Well, fantastic. So, well, hopefully some of my listeners will get there and get some of your books and help support your society. I'm real proud of what you're doing, and ho hopefully uh, you know, Jesus puts you in a forward path to help others that need it. I'm gonna I'm gonna run past a brief scenario if you, if if you don't mind, and then you could maybe relate how how it relates to others because it's a personal experience, and I was totally 
shocked by it, but it was during the, you know, sort of talking about the book I wrote, I actually wrote that during the, the 2016 elections when I was, where it was a delegate for Donald Trump and I was introduced to a whistleblower and along that path of following this whistleblower, I saw some of the craziest things happen. And this all relates up to, up to the January 6th incidents where you don't know who your friends and who your enemies are. I don't know how you even would, would do a, uh, like the American, great American revolution. I mean, they had, you know, met in the back bars and everything. And even they were infiltrated by government entities and, and, by, and by their enemies. But I know that we, we, you know, when I was following this path, we had a group that we were working with and had a, um, a fellow in the, um, I probably shouldn't mention, I'm going to mention anyway, heck with it. We were part of the three percenters and we had one of the guys that was with them uh, said he would fly us over to Switzerland to meet this guy. And um, uh, we got over there. It turns out that he was, he had been corrupted. I don't know if somebody paid off. We never found out exactly what happened, but he um, actually, uh, turned us in basically and we ended up being followed and you know shot at and whatever else but along the way there was there were handoffs with different people and the same thing happened with the january 6th there a lot of those were the insurrect quote insurrectionists were actually you know cia agents fbi there were all kinds of different people that had infiltrated how do you how do you even uh, block yourself how do you how do you get anything done with when you can't trust anyone i guess is the question uh let's throw that out and then what to see what you think about how, how do you become incognito but being cognito to the group that that, that is, is pertinent to your cause if, you, if that makes sense well that question uh, directly plays to uh, the concerns of a stalking victim because that's exactly what they can experience especially when it is a sophisticated player uh maybe using gang stalking because uh, it, there are forms, actually, of uh, political control technology that go all the way back to the kinds of stuff that uh, Congress investigated in 1975 in the Church Committee and, and the Rockefeller Committee hearings on mind control and assassinations, uh, which include uh, the, the uh, a long list of uh, CIA projects uh, like uh, MK Ultra, which the broader uh, coverage of all of those projects included everything from psychosurgery, uh, sometimes lethal in nature, just to discover how a brain works. You know, cut out a section, a section of brain, and see what happens. Uh, they were very brutal. It was Nazi level, uh, you know, violations of human rights. But the, everything from that to drugs to uh, ritual sexual abuse of children uh, to uh, create multiple split personalities which could then uh, with enough of them uh, develop that were quite monochromatic in nature they would be able to uh, program them or you know basically train them to respond to uh, stimuli in a certain way uh, so that's that's the birth of the manchurian candidate uh, style of uh, of uh, like we see on uh, uh, television a lot in, or in the motion pictures, uh, you know, the born identity, that sort of a thing. So some of the people that contact me are actually out of those realms. And especially for them, it's like you just described, because everything in their life is structured for them. Their friends, where they go to school, where they live, where they get their employment. And this is in a time frame when they do not realize who they are in truth. They just think they're living that life and that those are truly their friends and, and so forth. And that at some point, 
uh, like in uh, the film, uh, I think it's called uh, The Long Good Night, uh, they become cognizant of certain things that kind of give them clues that there's something more to them. And when they start to question the people that are next to them who are there basically to keep an eye on them and keep them in control, so to speak, call them into action when they're needed into action. Because you see, if, if you're one of these multiple split personalities, what they do is when they need you to go out and murder somebody or be a courier, uh, they give you a code word that causes a different personality to come forward who has skills in executing the assignment. And when you're done, another code word turns you back over to your baseline identity and you have no memory of what you've done but you start to gain flashbacks if you start to have questions so they have to keep a close watch on you but as far as regular stalking victims are concerned uh, when it's organized stalking it's still much the same uh, we call them perps they will try to infiltrate your film, uh, circle of friends, uh, have somebody close to you when you're at work. Uh, they will do all the kinds of things that you described in terms of the nefarious actions and deeds. And so they do experience those same kinds of things, and they, they realize they can't trust anybody. And it even comes down to the family, because one of the things they will do is they will use rumors, or they'll flash back and say some bad things, or what not to make your neighbors, your friends, and your relatives begin to question you. And the greater role of the stalking at times is intended to make you look insane, to make people think you're paranoid or schizophrenic. And so, yeah, you really can't trust anybody. And that is the number one question. And it is unanswerable until you find ways to test an individual. And that's not an easy thing to do. Sometimes you can't do it at all. I, th I found, and I don't, I don't know how many people use, I know Donald Trump uses this strategy a lot, but I found that when my, I had several situations like that, and I find that turning the table sometimes helps where you can go in and, 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 and let you know there's a, there's a conspirator. You don't really know who it is, but if you bring it out just a certain way, then that conspirator thinks you know who they are. And little by little, you pull them down. But then you know, the big conspiracy, a lot with big issue, a lot of you know, someone else will replace that first person. I, I've had a, a lot of trouble with that even in local, you know, local politics. I was running this year for the for the borough council, and and I was trying to save a fire department that they threw out of the of our the, of our borough. And just it was a personal thing. It was a it was a literally there was nothing wrong with the fire department. They just didn't like the one guy in it. And I started fighting for them. And I was attacked. I've never seen anything like it before. It was brutal. It was worse than going over to freaking Afghanistan or going over to, to, to Switzerland chasing down this, the whistleblower. I mean, they came after me with a vengeance. And finally, I came back and, and hit him with a, essentially with a, with a verbal sledgehammer and got him in the newspaper and, and brought him out. But, but I think I straightened them out. But even on a local level, I mean, I think it's sometimes worse. I think the whole world's gone crazy. They've really gone, gone nuts. Um, yeah. You know, my mom says the world is upside down, and yeah, uh, and I think nowadays everybody's saying that. Yeah, it really you know, is. Yeah, what, you know, what you describe basically uh, is uh, entrapment, where where you you 
you arrange things so that a particular response indicates that uh, the person that you're testing uh, deserves your suspicion. Uh, and, and that that that's a, uh, I'm sure you'd confirm that it's not easy to do. But uh, the other thing that is valuable is spiritual in nature, because it is a spiritual war. And uh, in, in my own case, I've had literal miracles take place to save my life. I've had multiple attempts in my life, uh, laser beams from a rifle from a sniper's nest carved out of a tree opposite my second story bedroom window for example um, but uh, the most interesting miracle uh, involved an actual voice appearing in my head saying something like go to the bathroom door and listen and I didn't question the voice. I just knew that I was supposed to do that. So I stood up, left my office, went down the, the hallway, cracked the door, and I heard another employee whose voice I recognized speaking with a stranger. And the conversation clearly revealed that it was someone either from CIA or who was pretending to be from CIA trying to recruit him to spy on me while at work. And I was just in a matter of days after that, uh, having the event with the laser, able to document the carved out nest in the tree. And, uh, you know, I'm talking about photographic and um, leave a copy where he could find it along with a textual description, knowing that he would then pass that along to whoever he was talking to. And what happened shortly after that was an actual person from CIA came to my house and uh, did some things which wound up helping me uh, advance my situation uh, to a safer level. Because as it turned out, the CIA was not targeting me. That was my suspicion because it involved uh, the primary matter that got me into being targeted involved um, something called the gemstone files, which you may know about, which is a, a, a pretty dumb document seemingly written by maybe a high, somebody with a high school education uh, claiming all manner of crimes committed by CIA that actually turns out in my analysis to be E. Howard Hunt's blackmail notice that he used to get $2 million from the Nixon White House. Uh, it, it was so, those, so all of those uh, childish-sounding accusations were actually what uh, G. Gordon Liddy would call gemstones. And they were many of the accusations against Liddy, so I wrote uh, foolishly wrote Liddy, uh, suggesting that he might want to take a look at that. And within 24 hours of that, my targeting began. So because it was tied to JFK, I sort of assumed it was the CIA that was targeting me. But in the end, it turned out to be Liddy's people. And uh, the CIA basically ended the threats uh, because they were unsanctioned. And so that type of miracle only comes about through 
trusting in God and praying about your problems, of course. You know, I mean, you you certainly have worries and anything that's in your heart that's troubling you, you should always bring before God. Now, I'll tell you this. Uh, I don't think you uh, know this, Andrew. At age 77, now that I'm retired, I got the Free Will Society going. <laughs> I decided to get a doctorate in theology. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, you're never too old to learn, get an education. Right, right. So now I put out sermonettes, and uh, evangelism is a very, very important part about what I do when I'm working with victims. The first thing I usually ask is what kind of faith, or one of the first questions anyway, is what kind of a faith they might have. And here's an interesting fact. Out of the 12,000, I would say less than 100 were not of the three Abrahamic faiths. And of the, of the remainder, the bulk of them were Christian, and the second largest group were Jewish, and the third largest group were Islamic. And that's because there's a fourth religion that indirectly relates to the one true triune God, and that is Satanism, and it is a spiritual war. So generally speaking, in, in my experience, Stalking victims, uh, and in many cases, victims of other kinds of issues, tend to be targeted because of their faith. And yeah, no, absolutely, faith or faith or um, political beliefs, uh, uh, particular religious uh, Christians seem to be really, really attacked these days. Like you say, the Satanists, you know, the, you know, Satan itself comes after, even if it's not a, the a satanic cult itself. I mean, a lot of these these uh, churches that have gone have gone off the wall, and you know, that, that's one of our big problems is that a lot of formerly reliable, reputable, friendly things like the church, like your priest, like uh, you know, a rabbi, have have turned evil i i don't know if you've noticed that but i've i've noticed that and they've they've I've, they've gone totally you know across you know the, the, all bounds like you know why, why would a church that that does that that follows the bible allow things unbiblical to be part of the church uh, i mean i understand people visiting or, or, or coming in but you know the church should if you're gonna have a church yeah you should have a belief in that if you want a different belief you should start your own church the way i look at it but they've gone and they've been turned every every institution has been turned and it's been turned against us um you know just as 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 an example you're talking about how how they how they infiltrate like you know the big Jan january 6th is about the it, it, the quote insurrections of the big the big uh, one of my big issues with that now like i said i was i was a part of the three percenters we had an inside thing none of the smart three percenters went down to dc none of them went down to dc uh the groups that went down weren't really three percenters they were other people from other groups mostly and people that had infiltrated that wanted to start a riot uh but when i when i got back when, when a good friend of mine from uh, bloomsburg area he actually was one of the ones that died down there and um he had, had a bus that went down there, and sure enough, the very next day, I get this. I'm not going to give her a name, but this individual uh, wrote me a, an email. And says, uh, "My name is da da da. I work for the TV show Inside Edition. I um, saw you were interviewed with WNEP in our local affiliate station. I'm sorry to hear of your loss of your friend Ben. Hoping we could connect with anyone who was on the bus he helped organize. And I want you to read through the fine print. You see what they're doing there? 
This is what you have to look out for. They were looking to accuse people who were, who went down there to to put them in and have them you know you know pulled in for for you know uh, their actions in January the sixth. And, and they did it because I was being nice to one of these guys that happened to die down there. And they figured, and they knew that I knew him. And they figured, well, this guy's a nice guy. Oh, I wasn't a nice guy. I didn't tell him squat. But I mean, you can, you can see how they get that information, how they infiltrate. I think it's a good example. If, 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 uh, you know, I, if one of the first times that I was approached, cause yeah, I went the whole time I was running for delegate and running for Congress. I never was in, you know, inside edition never came and said, Hey, we want to interview you. You're a great person. No, they're looking for people. It's crazy. Then they'll do the same thing with your family. When I was harboring a, a good friend of mine who, um, uh, was being chased down for a, they wanted to do an intervention. They said, but there was nothing wrong with her. It was a shy, shy woman. And, uh, I don't know, still don't, to this day, I don't know why they were going after her, but I, I, I brought her in and didn't tell them where she was. They thought she was in my house, but I wouldn't tell them that we kept her in there for almost a year. And, but that, boy, I'll tell you, I was harassed by them and they were doing the same thing, knocking on neighbor's doors. Hey, did you see anybody coming and going? Did you, you know, they're just trying to track down any any leads that, they, that you can find and they're 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 relentless they will come after you and, and no matter what the what the reason is these people are nuts yeah there's that's the uh, aspect that seems sociopathic uh and I, I i'm convinced that there's something about uh how one rises in the ranks of say fbi or cia is probably tied to their ability to be sociopathic and how they do their job. Uh, The the less human they become, the more viable they become in the trade, so to speak. And and what you describe is, uh, it's not just um, that they infiltrated the group on the 6th, they probably had infiltrated and encouraged for example the three percenters to do what they were what, to plan out their events so to speak so that they knew exactly where they were who was going to be doing what and so forth to make it easier for them to entrap them on the sixth and they do that all the time and basically this is a, a nothing more than a cointel and cointel pro revisited and it was, it was so bad with the three percenters that we actually got, like I said, we were, we were gung ho. We were going to, you know, take over the world. I shouldn't say this on, but I, you know, it's like we really were. They were ready. We we're going to, we we're going to make, we we're going to, we we're going to take the, take it, take it over. And then all of a sudden there was this panicked uh, uh, message going out saying, don't stop. Do not go. Do not go. It was like a last minute thing. Do not go. You know, it's, a, yes. it's, a, it's, a, it's somebody a figured it out. Yeah. And, and the other, the other thing is, um, the, the, the other aspect of it, if if you have a um, an opportunity like that from the F- FBI's viewpoint, now they use that as an excuse to go after anybody who has ever said anything that they actually used the little three percent logo. That includes, for example, a uh, just a, a meme graphic that you might uh, find interesting because it's uh, talking about something that you like. And you don't even know that the 3% is there or don't even care, maybe even don't even know what it means. So you put that up on your your uh, social media comment of some sort, and uh, lo and behold, now the FBI has got you on their watch list. It's like on the, right, right before the inauguration, and I've always had, the, you know, Donald Trump sits on my uh, uh Facebook page and that, well, I mean, you know, whether, whether, whether the guy's a great president or not, doesn't matter. I knew that I worked for the guy. I liked the guy. I worked for the guy many years ago when it was part of a book that we wrote 
a friend of mine that uh, wrote and needed to interview Donald Trump. So I like the guy regardless. So he's on like on my Facebook page. Everybody knows that I was supporting him. I had no intentions after after that the messages we got about what's going going to go down. I had no intentions of going down to to the Capitol, nor had any intention of, of instigating anything. But the very first day of, Ju- of January, before the 6th, the first day of January, Facebook sends me a notice. You're banned from Facebook for the next 30 days. You can't do anything um, until after the inauguration is done. Literally, and I did absolutely nothing. So someone, I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't a Zuckerberg thing. I mean, that was, that's insane. Someone, someone had to have put them onto that. I mean, it's just crazy. It just shut me down for 30 days. I wasn't even saying or doing anything that would have made him, made him want to do that. You know, but they, they go after you crazy yeah yeah that's that's kind of the problem with fascism and and you know people throw that term around loosely uh i on my uh, proparanoid.wordpress site i have a 33 axioms of fascism it's not what people think but uh, one of the aspects of fascism is that it exists in any form of government uh it's total goal would be to subvert that form of government to a total fascist society but uh, they don't need that to get things done they they use all the same traits or uh, tricks of the trade so to speak as uh, did the Illuminati uh, which is also what we see uh, in terms of traits of the new world order they, they basically use the same fascist tools and techniques and so the far left or even the far right they have fascist subversive type elements within them and the things that you just described are basically traits of that surfacing now i'm going to run by one last talk since we're we're running kind of long on time here but i i I don't want people to get bored and not miss the most important parts of your of your uh, interview but here, I don't know if you've well, how much you've done with this, but I think it's a great topic. It's something I was looking at doing something on. You know, I'm going to put send out a warning, and I've seen it happen too often. And I mean, I, it's insane that comp- that businesses get involved in this, but people, individuals, stay away. Do not use anything in the cloud. You, you know, they want everyone wants you to be in the cloud. Go in the cloud. Put your store all your stuff there. Use Dropbox and whatever the other one is. Use. Uh, 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 office 365 stay away from it exactly because they are not only monitored but now and i'm going to take this one step further i'm going to let you get, get a response here to it uh, now but it, it, i've actually been following now i i'm five for one and a firm believer in protecting our children the children uh have, have the are the most precious things we have is one of jesus best gifts to the entire world. It makes our next generation come forward. We do not want to corrupt them at a young age. However, I will tell you that it's still a, 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 a right of American citizens to privacy. And I have seen a half dozen or a dozen locally uh, people that have been indicted and jailed for you know, being pedophiles based on things going through their Dropbox and, and their emails. And that's just not right. I mean, I understand it. But I understand why they do it, and, it, and it's protecting the kids. But this is not the way to do it, folks. And it gets worse because now that they've got this artificial intelligence, why do you think they're pushing so hard on this? The great piece would be to work that together, artificial intelligence and all your stuff out there free for anyone to look at. That's a scary thought. And so if you really care about your privacy, stay local. Keep your own 
you know, get, get, get your own server for your email, or, you know, hire, you know, a, a, a place that doesn't surveil you and don't use that cloud crap because it's just terrible. You know, go offline whenever you can and, you know, give it a rest because they're going to, they're going to hunt you down. That's how they found a lot of things that I've been doing. And, and I'm, I'm not even a terrorist or anything. I just, I'm, you know, I'm a freedom fighter and, and, and so I support that and they're coming, they can, they're always coming after me for that. What do you think of that whole? Have you ever done anything on that where, they, where they're working up from the from that 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 visibility where where they're actually using that and, and turning people in with that without any requests from the government and and also this artificial intelligence now is going to probably link all this stuff together. What are your thoughts on that? And then we'll close it up on that. Well, we're thinking alike again. I I find that uh, roughly one third of the cloud actually has a degree of control of a a a large significant degree of control held by red china and uh, before i go on to the rest of it as it turns out if you uh, go to amazon and you order any of their video cameras for security purposes that are uh, described as wi-fi based they're all made in china and if you look at the user agreements it turns out that in order for them to do their thing you have to use their software, which uses their cloud, and the user agreement specifies that they have the right to see that video. And you actually, <laughs> this is the funny part, you actually are agreeing to the terms that they call something, if I remember this correctly, I might mis misstate it, but it's something like the seven basic law or the seven basic rule, and, and that's their social credit system. So basically, you're subjecting yourself to Chinese surveillance through those systems, and it's all using the cloud. As far as the rest of the cloud is concerned, yes, I don't trust a, a whit of it. And as I told you earlier, uh, privately, I uh, suffered a computer crash that basically cost me uh, the use of my Microsoft Office, which was an old version. I can only replace it with the cloud version, and I'm not going to do it. That's a severely crippling thing to not have a Microsoft Word cap capability. And, of course, uh, uh, Outlook and uh, not Outlook. I hate Outlook. Uh, the uh, spreadsheet and uh, PowerPoint, those are very powerful tools. Uh, so now, you also mentioned children and, and uh, the, the interesting thing there is that you, you have – so much going on in the indoctrination of children through the internet and through the churches, through Disney, that is so negative, it's so destructive, it's so harmful. We just suffered all of the uh, loss of educational uh, well-being that we try to instill in our children in the schools through COVID. We have a whole generation lost that are going to be it's going to be really harmful probably to secondary and third generations because when you have stupid parents, I'm, a, I'm being crude here, but if you have stupid parents, you're likely to have less well-behaved and less well-educated offspring. And I think that, that we haven't seen anything yet in terms of the damage done to our young people by all of this. There's a, there's a lot going on. We're going to definitely have to get together for another uh, an, an, another interview. Uh, 
and and, uh, and and come up with some topics, work together, maybe come up with some really great topics here. I think we got a lot in common, and and there's a lot of facts in what you say. And I, here's food for thought for a next possible interview if you're interested, and that's uh, um, the um, uh, the Q QAnon uh, deal. Now I looked at involved was involved in that, uh, doing some research on it, and a lot of what they said was very accurate. But then it was corrupted because they, the CIA came in and took, and took over the operation, basically, and made them look like fools. That's, of course, the other thing. That's the topic for another day. But, but, but you know, a lot of this stuff is so true, including like the 5G. Like, uh, the Russians were experimenting with 5G and mind control back in the 50s. Um, that frequency is, it goes right to the brain. They, 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 what they did was modulate brainwave frequencies on top of it, and it goes right through your house, right into your brain. So think about that for another day. I don't know, we don't really have, time, I guess, time to talk about it, but I'd like you to tie the bow on this, uh, give you the last, the last say, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll part ways and, and, and maybe meet and meet again, because I think we definitely need to continue this conversation. I'd like that. Uh, I really appreciate that you've had me today. Well, fantastic. So if there's nothing further, let's uh, let's uh, just clo- close for the night. And um, we, you have our contact information. And make sure, once again, do you, do you say you had a website? You had the, the uh, uh, WordPress site that you can go to? What, what was that? What was that? What was that URL again for the people? Might be missing. Well, there's there's two, the freewillsociety.wordpress.com uh, and proparanoid group. Oh, pardon me, just proparanoid.wordpress.com. Pro Paranoid Group is my email handle at Gmail. Fantastic. Well, thanks again for being with us uh, tonight. And uh, like I said, we will definitely do this again. Uh, uh, We will see you next time. Thanks again. And and when closing, we'll just uh, let our audience know that if you have any questions, you can you can get a hold of Harry and uh, you can get a hold of our through through uh, Eternal Affairs Media as well, if you if you like. hook you up and and get you set on a path but do do be wary because it's out there uh it's not a conspiracy it's real and until we meet again there you will have you have a great uh time until our next meeting you have a good evening thanks again for coming on board tonight my pleasure good night and god bless see you soon